right. <clears throat> Do we have any type of cold open? No, we got nothing yet. You got anything good to say? Hmm. Hmm. It's not the highest paid color man in the industry for nothing. There you go. There's your opener. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Spotlight! And welcome to Avenger Spotlight. Ah, I bet you thought I forgot what show I was doing, didn't you? Actually, I did. I thought you were going to say Back to the Bins. <laughs> Actually, I was almost going to say Back to the Bins, but I caught myself. Oh, uh, let the cat out of the bag. Sorry, I was just, I just went in a mental tangent because I was trying to... I, I don't I don't maybe I don't maybe Alvin got out of a bag. <laughs> well, there was something I you know, I was trying to think where that uh, expression comes from, and it's literally. It's, it's literally something about letting a cat out of a bag, but I can't remember what it was. It's like uh, like you're selling somebody something that's in a bag or something. And uh, oh, I read it once as to what it meant. I guess I should look it up real quick because uh, to save all the listeners the time to go look it up. Like I know what the whole nine yards is. You know what that is? No, whole nine yards, if I remember correctly, is what when they would say, "Give him the whole nine yards." Was how long in World War One or maybe two a string of machine gun bullets that they fed in? You give him the whole nine yards, oh. you're shooting um, the whole kit and caboodle. And I don't know where King See, Caboodle comes I, if from. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would have been like about as wrong as you could be because I would have thought like they were talking about yards. I would have thought it was like maybe a construction term with like a yard of sand, mm. like something like that. So I would have been totally wrong. Ah, okay. For those who are unfamiliar with the saying, the idiom, let the cat out of the bag, means to reveal a secret or disclose facts that were previously hidden. Hidden. We know yeah, that. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> okay. Oh, that's what it is. You would tell people they're buying a pig at a market, but they actually had a cat stuffed in there. Like oh yeah, there's a piglet in here, and then they they get they they walk away and open it up and you know. So Schrodinger's Schroeder, pig. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm, okay. So anyway, back to back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Back back to back to the Avengers spotlight. <laughs> back, back to the spotlight. Tonight we're going to discuss. Uh, oh wait, wait, Scott, Scott. Scott, well, no, there's Alvin looking himself. Scott! Scott! No, Scott! Oh, well. We're Scott free. It's a miracle. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
bad that's bad comic jokes. Bad comic jokes. So yeah, we're uh, we have no Scott. We have no Scott today. We're Scottless. Scots in Scotland with all the other Scots. That's that's gonna be the next Disney park. Scotland or Scotland? Yeah, Scotland. It's gonna be all all rides with big pictures of Scott's face on. Them. Like like you go through a tunnel and it's his face and you drive through his mouth, right? And then yeah. like as you go through, like you you go through varying like faces. And, like, he gets meaner looking and meaner looking as you go through them. And then, like, when you get to the last one, it looks like he's screaming. And then as you go through, they they shoot, like, steam, like, uh, mist out his nostrils. And then you go into this dark cave. (laughs) This is all off the top of my head. (laughs) So I don't know what would happen after that. That's all I got so far for for, uh, Mr. Mr. Gardner's Wild Ride. There you go. I'm thinking it'll be at least as popular as the uh, Animal Kingdom, even even with the uh, what you call it, the what you call it, Avatar Land. So so we'd have Mr. Gardner's Wild Ride. We'd have It's a Small Scott after all. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Scott Gardner. And then it, they would all be like little dolls that look like Scott animatronic turning back, back and forth. So uh, we'd have Scott Mountain, Big Gardner. Then we'd have re- returned to Scott Mountain, Big Gardner Railroad. Um, what else would we have? Uh, Dumbo. <laughs> Don't need to change anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Scots. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all angry. <laughs> well, sorry, Scott, you should be here so you can defend yourself. <laughs> uh, what else can we have? I, I don't know. Let me see. Hmm. That's all I got. But that was pretty good. That was a good chuckle. <laughs> it was stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> and hopefully Scott isn't too offended by it. We don't think you're always angry, just most of the Gardeners time. of the Caribbean. <laughs> Look, it's Scotty Depp. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right, so tonight we're covering, or today, depending on when you're listening, Avengers 144. 144. We are still in the Serpent Crown Old West Mix Mash. And this time around, we're going to be bouncing pretty much back into the present, the present that it was in 1976. Um, and we're going to see what's been happening with uh, Cap and the Avengers that were trapped at Roxxon. Yeah, we're, we're going to actually have very little Old West connection at this from this point forward. But I think we're deeply enough into the, uh, the Roxxon story that it's worth finishing it mm-hmm. up. So we might as well go there. Yeah, I don't think we have any um, new Avengers news other than. No, in- well, I mean, as we're recording this, uh, we're coming up on the re- the vi- home video release of Infinity War. Mm. I think that's a week away. Oh, really? I didn't know it was so soon. I think it, I think. It's oh, yeah, you're right. July 31st. As, as we yeah. record this, I think it's coming out digitally. On July 31st, and then in physical media the week after. Mm. 
And then we've got when is the next movie come out? Next May. Did they yeah. give it a uh, title yet? No, not that I've heard. Mm. Well, we've all seen Ant Man, right? You've seen Ant Man now, right? Okay. Yes, I've seen Ant Man. That was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, I've heard the it was better than the first one. It was worse than the first one. Uh, I'm kind of on the it was more of the same. I enjoyed yeah. it just as much as I enjoyed the first one. I felt it had the same, you know, or similar feel to it for my purposes. Um, and you know, it was just an enjoyable movie. I I did hear one review where they talked about it being probably the most kid-friendly of the Marvel movies, which may be true. Mm. Uh, but, you know, other than that, I, I just felt like I said it was more of the same. If you like the first Ant-Man, you'll probably like this. If you didn't like the first Ant-Man, I don't think you'll like this. I only have one nitpick, and I'm probably going... Pick that And niche. I'm going way too nerd deep on this. And that's... Um, towards the... Spoilers. Towards the end of the movie, when, when Hank Pym's... Um, Labs being tossed around, literally tossed around. How does everything in that lab stay? Is is every single thing in that lab bolted to the floor or glued to a table? Inertial dampeners. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, that's how they. I know. I know. I mean, get away with it and start. Well, yeah, that's but they still lean from side to side. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I was kind of like, well, wouldn't everything be all like tossed around? I'm like, but I thought the same thing. That like, well, yeah, there's probably there'll be some nerd nerd reason for why it doesn't do that. But but, but yeah, other than that, it was fine. It was okay. It's all right, as Andy would say. So um, yeah, it only had a really my I mean very limited tie-in to Infinity War right at the end in the end credits. So, yeah, and basically, you know, spoilers, uh, it was just explaining why you're not going to see him unless it's just like at the very end of the next movie. Yeah. Yeah, because he's stuck in the quantum realm. Although somebody, one of my friends was saying, he's like, oh, no, no, that's how they're going to solve all this. And I'm kind of like, I'm not I'll say, I don't think so. Yeah, no. I think, it, I think it was just a way of taking him off the table for the... You know, once everybody's restored, maybe that'll be, maybe you'll see him then. But you might also have everybody's restored, but he's been in the quantum realm too long, and now we're going to have a quantum realm adventure in the next movie mm. as he finds his way back out of there. Just a possibility. I don't know. I would like the quantum realm to be somehow tied into the negative zone. Maybe have a nihilist there or something like oh, that. Oh, make that the stand-in for the negative zone? Yeah. Mm. I, I'm surprised. I was just kind of wondering. Well, maybe you have, maybe that's how you introduce Reed Richards into this mm. universe now. True. I was kind of, no, I mean, I was fine with Michelle Pfeiffer. I would have thought uh, they could have just had Catherine Zeta-Jones as. Apparently, Michael Douglas was pushing for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, I mean, she's, you know. I mean, they made Michelle felt, you know, I mean, she's even got the same hair color as Janet Van Dyne. Blonde. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways, we should do uh, Avengers 144. Sorry, I just pulled up a picture of Captain Zeta-Jones, and she looks more like Evangeline Lilly than Michelle Pfeiffer does. 
I would say that's true. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'll let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, this is not a Frozen. This is not a Disney podcast. Okay, so, like I said earlier, we're covering Avengers 144, which was came out in February. Well, it probably came out probably December of 75, but its cover date is February 76, isn't it? I'm yep. trying to remember. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, it is. So, and I have lost the book. <laughs> Where did it go? What did I do? Well, while you're looking for the synopsis, I'm going to say that the cover, kind of interesting in a lot of ways. Ah, uh, okay. okay, yeah. It's It's got a green background, and then it has the Avengers all coming towards uh, smoking and shooting guns and you, you don't see who's got the guns they're just at the foreground of the shot whoever you know your your uh, view would be the view of the shooters and you have Iron Man Captain America on the left you have Beast and the Vision on the right and center stage you have the Hellcat and this is her first issue uh, and the words on it say Avengers assemble to meet the most fearsome new member of all you wanted her you got her you've got her the Hellcat cometh. Now, before this, by way of background, uh, we had previously had the cat, which is Greer Garson, who was eventually turned into Tiger the Werewoman. And if my memory serves me, we did in one of our Halloween month yes. uh, yeah. episodes covered the issue when she changed from uh, the cat to Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember that. So this is actually a Gil Kane cover, which that's a... Do you think that's a Kirby-looking Iron Man? A little bit, yeah. I, I do. I mean, it's clearly Gil Kane drawn, mm-hmm. but possibly touched up by well Kirby or maybe influenced by Kirby. Eh, Frank Giacoya did the inks on the cover. Um, uh, I do have to say, those are some nice-looking feet. Take that, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> so we're talking Hellcat. Yeah, here, yeah. Right? yeah. She's got the individual got toes, five toes in her costume. With little claws on the end of each toe. She has a, a, a formed, um, you know, uh, that arch in the foot. I got to think for a second because I'm flat-footed. So when I, when I when when my foot hits the ground, my whole foot hits the ground at the same time. It wasn't until I was in the service, and one of my buddies, I I looked at his foot, and and I, I might have told the story before. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with your foot? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got your whole foot doesn't touch the ground. And he's like, let me see your foot. So I put my foot up. He's like, dude, what's wrong with your foot? <laughs> what? It's <laughs> <laughs> just the way your foot's supposed to look. Not like that. You know, like when people walk on the beach, and you know they have those little, you know, the curve thing and the five things me it just looks mm-hmm. like a flipper flap <laughs> just like a duck like uh, just a f- big duck flipper i'm like yeah scary i don't know i don't know why i got on that foot fetish tangent so i hope it's not a fetish. Uh, no i'll never mind i'll just stop right there it's uh because i've been accused of too much information and i don't by me yeah i i, I don't want to relive the story but when i was getting out of the navy and i got drunk and uh there was feet involved in champagne. Well, anyway. I, I've already... <laughs> <laughs> All 
I was still drunk. We shall never speak of this again. I was still drunk the next day when I woke up (laughs) through most of the day. But anyway. Just uh, back on the cover a little bit. Interesting. I was going to say interesting tech or non-tech. Yeah, it's like there's no, it's just, uh, there's no like definition. Although that looks like some type of, (laughs) behind Iron Man, doesn't that look like some, again, like some type of Disney machine because it's got a mouth, two eyes. Oh, yeah. see, I was looking at it and thinking it looks like something that's kind of funny. But I was thinking it looks like there's a ketchup holder and a mustard <laughs> oh, holder. Yeah, yeah, it does. But then it looks like it has a little face like, hey, hi, Iron Man. It, it, looks, it looks to me like Kane drew in some basic framework of some machinery and or buildings in the background. But nobody colored it in. And that nobody, nobody, and nobody added enough detail to it to color it. Yeah, so it's just it's all the same color with a little bit of shading, make it darker at the top and lighter at the bottom, and then yeah, I, I mean it does make the character stick out a little more, but yeah, looks like it might have been a little rushed or something. I mean it's still a good cover. Well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dog disagrees. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it, it serves its purpose. It, you know, it, it's 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 giving us a somewhat familiar but new character at the same time. Uh, yeah, I like it. I, I I liked it when it came out. It's not. I mean, her her anatomy in this one is kind of strange because she doesn't look like she's jumping at them like a cat. You know, where she's yeah. It 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 doesn't look like she has total control over her limbs. It's like she's just leaping towards them, waving her arms and legs like a maniac. Well, <laughs> yeah, know? but in all... She doesn't look but live in all honesty, and, and agile to me. It's more of... Um, I mean, she's... Her and the Beast are jumping the same way, which if you... Yeah, and they both look like they're going to fall Yeah, but ass. if you were going to jump, this is the way you would jump. No. Yes. No, if not if I was a gymnast, you know, who can spin around okay. and land on my feet. Well, I mean, if you're... That's the way if, I would jump, and I would land on my ass, and I'd be in the If you're Captain America, yeah, he's jumping head first because he's going to dive, put his shield in, do a par- parkour roll, and come up standing. But, you know, I mean, that's probably the way I would jump. I'd probably break my ankles when I landed. Exactly. Eh, whatever. That's my point. But but she's a cat, so she always lands on her feet. Mm-hmm. And breaks <laughs> Anyway, our story's title is Claws, not Santa Claus, not Legal Claws, but Claws, as in like a cat, C-L-A-W-S. Sanity. Sanity. Sanity Claws. And our story is written by Steve Englehart, Pencils, George Perez, Mike Esposito, Inks. And I'm just going to kind of let the cat out of the bag early. I don't think Mike Esposito did George any favors. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, but that's my opinion. Denise Wool 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 I would say Wool. I think Wool would be W A H L. This is W O H L. W O H L. Letters: Patrick Goldberg. Colors: Marv Wolfman was the editor, and like we said on the cover was Gil Kane, Frank Giacoya, and Dan Crispy on the letters. All right. As is with these books lately, there is a mixture of flashbacks and synopsis. That is broken up in my book, the official Marvel's official index to the Marvel Universe Avengers book. But we'll discuss the flashbacks as we go through page by page. So I'm just going to give us a synopsis. 
And it goes like this. The Avengers' escape is detected almost immediately, and they watch with horror as Hugh Jones, I work for Hugh Jones, launches guided missiles at them. Though they dodge the first few, they are split up, and with more missiles coming, they run for cover. In a nearby suburb, a couple witnesses the missiles exploding above the facility and call the cops. Agnes, did you see that? Oh. I was trying to remember. Actually, it's Ben and Phyllis. Oh, I was thinking of the lady from Bewitched. It was, uh, Mrs. Kravitz. Mrs. Mrs. Kravitz. Agnes and, Kravitz. And uh, yes. her husband's name was Abner? Yes. God, it's... it's Very good. I couldn't remember that. <laughs> it's so sad. So sad. I can't remember my kids' birthdays. <sighs> Captain America, Iron Man, and Patsy Walker end up in a storage area where they find the cat's costume. And after Iron Man recounts what he knows of the heroine, they suggest Patsy wear the costume. Swiftly agreeing, Patsy dons the outfit and dubs herself Hellcat. Meanwhile, in 1873, Hawkeye, Thor, and Moondragon prepare to return home using Kang's Time Sphere. But Two-Gun Kid surprises him by asking to come along. Thor and Moondragon are unsure, pointing out that he will find it difficult to adjust to the future Earth. But Hawkeye says he will teach the kid about his new time, since he plans to quit the Avengers once they get back. Huh? In the modern day, the Avengers reunite. Because it feels so good. Oh, wait. But are confronted by the Squadron Supreme. Monitoring events from another room, Hugh Jones is informed by Buzz Baxter <laughs> that the police have turned up to investigate the missile explosions. To hide any evidence of wrongdoing, he hits a switch, sending both the Avengers and the Squadron Supreme to the Squadron's alternate Earth, 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 Earth. The end. See, See you next bye week, bye. everybody. <laughs> All right. That's a pretty big catwalk in that opening page. It is, and yet there's no safety bars. Oh, this is an OSHA nightmare. I don't know if OSHA oh. was around. And, and, and Hellcat, well, not Hellcat, Patsy is right about to walk over. What, is she edge. drunk? <laughs> and it looks like Iron Man is, is stopping her, but like, what the hell is she thinking? She's not even looking where she's going. Iron Man's, no, <laughs> it's, it's a Scarlet Witch that's stopping her, because that's not Iron Man's hand unless it's really long. Oh, that you're right. That is, I, I was thinking that was his hand, yeah. but it's her. You're right. Yeah, he's like, you know, go ahead, fall. Vision is like off in his own. He's <laughs> like, is is that a T12 or a T18 bulb? I don't know. What is, uh, what is that up there? What? What? Oh, sorry. Beast is off. Why Why would they have no safety rail whatsoever? Well, they, well because this understand. is probably not – because remember, they've just escaped. So they could be on – obviously, they're on top. This looks like this looks like out of Forbidden Planet with the Krell, um, the big open pit with the computer. There's all this machinery and stuff in the background. I mean, this is probably not a designated walkway, I'm going to guess. They just happen to be something they're standing on. But I don't know if I'd be so nonchalant just kind of, you know – you know, I'd probably be close to falling off. Oh, I would definitely fall off. There's no question. Yeah. So it's not even close. So yeah, 
I'm not su- I'm not surviving the the battle be damned. I'm not surviving the walk on the catwalk. <laughs> well, just 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 look down. Don't look over the edge and just walk straight. Stay in the middle. It's it's it, it, to me it's reminiscent of the scene in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh yeah. When he when he throws the sand on on the walk so that they, so that it becomes visible and then it's like yeah okay just walk on yeah. it. What are you kidding me? You out of your mind? I don't need the the uh what you call it the, the goblet that badly. I'm gonna go out and wait outside. You let me know when you have it. You would be crossing. You'd be like. You'd be down on on your belly with your arms and legs like over the side, like inching yourself. Eh, 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 yeah, eh, oh, absolutely. Eh. Actually, but realistically, the first challenge I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not well, wait a minute. Well, the first challenge was only the penitent man may pass, right? Yeah. So you. Yeah. A, it, so. I'm not jumping on Jehovah. No. <laughs> not happening. And you know, I can't spell, so I would have been dead anyway. Anyway, and then I think of uh, Monty Python and, and the uh, the life of Brian. When when they you're not allowed to say Jehovah, so that they start stoning anybody who says oh. it. And the guy says, he says, nobody's to throw a stone, and I mean even if they say Jehovah, and everybody starts stoning him. <laughs> anyway, back to this comic. We're still on the splash page. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a nice splash. I mean, yeah, everybody's drawn well on it. It's, it's to me the only one who's really not drawn well is Patsy, just because she looks like she doesn't belong in the position she's in. She, she should be cognizant of enough of where she is that she's walking towards Cap. We should not see her face right now. We should see the back of her head. Yeah, because she looks, she's getting ready to step off into the air. You should show her walking very gingerly and maybe like hanging on to Cap from behind or something. Because she's afraid. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to say she's fearless because she is going to become the Hellcat by the end of the issue, just have her walking. Yeah. But to have her blindly walking towards the edge as if she doesn't know where she is is kind of foolish. So they're all. Uh, uh, she says to the to the rest of them, "It's so unreal. I mean, it's all so unreal." To the witch, the witch says, I know what you mean, Patsy. And then the vision is lost in his own, uh, you know, the, the vision is doing the flashback for us. But it really, <laughs> he's like, agreed, agreed, murmurs. The, oh, wait, well, then I guess. <laughs> hey, hold on. You, you do the vision's lines and I'll do the now. Agreed. Murmurs the vision's computer mind in a voice others would find chilling. And you, Patsy Walker, are the most unreal. And then Vision's mind brings us to a flashback of the battle that the Beast and Cap had with the funnily, funny dressed. Uh, All the guys in soldiers. the green jumpers that work at Brand. Yeah. And then the battle they had with the Squadron Supreme. Yeah. And being caught in the cage. And uh, and then they escaped. And then we're back. We're back onto the catwalk. On the catwalk. On the catwalk. I'm sorry. <laughs> on the catwalk. The catwalk. Yeah, I shake my little shield on a catwalk. I'm too sexy for the Avengers. Too sexy for the Avengers. So sexy. <laughs> so we cut back to Dick Jones, who, who, who's looking really like maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is with that flare with his hand up with a cigar in it? And it's like, ha ah, ah! He's got all his fingers spread open and a cigar just sitting in there. And it's like, I, whatever. The way he's drawn, his face looks like Pip the Troll. Yes. I could not place that. But yes, that is exactly. I knew he looked like somebody. So there, his great idea is to launch missiles at them from inside his own base, hmm. where they are. <laughs> right. And Patsy starts to panic, so she isn't totally cool with this whole thing, but Wanda... Wanda makes hand puppets! Shadow puppets! Wanda, Wanda makes shadow that, puppets. Look, that's what puppets. it is! You, and, the top of her, her face is cut off, you see the top of her hair, her arms are up, her hands are splayed, and it's like... All you need is just to put, put a light on, and she can do little little rabbits running in a field, you know. So now she she uses her hand puppets to make the supports for the catwalk drop them lower, <laughs> as opposed to just making the missile misfire. <laughs> Which they all lose their balance hmm. and fall off the side. Yeah, they're, they're, she's the only one still standing. And those are pretty big, stinking missiles, man. And look, look at Cap. For, for a guy who's as, as agile and athletic as Cap, his legs are up in the air. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think Cap lost his lunch. He's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So Iron Man flies off after the second missile. And he catches it and uh, screws its guidance system. So, you know, these things are going to still explode somewhere within the uh, <laughs> within this base. He's riding it like, uh, what's his name in um, Dr. Strangelove. Yes, uh, Slim, Slim Whitman. Whitman. Not Slim Whitman, Slim, Slim, Slim Pickens. Yes, yeah, Slim Whitman. He's going to yodel on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but Iron Man kind of loses his balance, falls, and knocks the catwalk down. So they're all falling at this point. Off the catwalk. Off the catwalk, yeah. Beast grabs a, an eye beam and then catches the Scarlet Witch. Vision flies. Vision should have caught his own wife. <laughs> what he's I don't know how the Vision can catch anyone ever. Now, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Flies, but we've had this debate. Mm. He, he he flies because he makes himself li- you know, lighter than air. So how does he catch somebody and then still fly? Mm. He does, I, you know, my understanding is he does not have any sort of propulsion system in him. True. Yeah, but he flies so easily just as fast as everybody else. Mm. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something they've never fully explained to my science. Mind. Anybody who's listening, some you know, somebody might say, "Oh no!" In this issue, they explain his flying power. If the, if you know that, tell us because I'd be curious. But I've never seen I've never seen the issue where they explain how it is he's able to fly, and fly at you know fast speeds and or carry somebody. And uh, Cap and Iron Man, uh, um, well, as Cap's falling, he saves himself in a way that. A breaks his ankles and then Iron Man breaks their wrists. Because I'm pretty sure he snapped Patsy's neck too. Because he throws his shield. On, he it it, set, it sets down in between two I beams, which which are so close together as to be not making total sense either. And it just stopped there. It just stopped right there. It didn't slide. It just stopped dead. He falls, and well, he does like a spin through the air. He's got, he's holding on to Patsy. He hits it with his feet, and boing, blang, right back up in the air. And Iron Man grabs Cap's wrist and grabs Patsy's wrist. 
snapping it like a twig. <laughs> well, you know what? It is a vibranium adamantium compound, so it does absorb yeah, which impact. Makes sense. All right, all right. It ex- absorb okay. the impact to his ankles, and it would also possibly be used to redirect that kinetic energy. Yeah. Okay. I, I, can go right, with, yeah. I can go with yeah. that. I'm, I don't really have a problem. I mean, it's with pretty. That it's pretty. You know, it's a. It's pretty dynamic. It's pretty. You know, it's pretty cool. We got to stop picking holes and things. So, and another another mil- missile comes out, and they decide to just. Just take a run for it. Actually, several missiles come out. And you know what's a nice touch, though? As they're making a run for it, we got the shot looking as if you were laying on the catwalk or this whatever it is, and you're looking behind Iron Man's foot, and his other foot is raised, and you see the bottom of it, and there's a foot jet in his boot. Yeah, which that is pretty Yeah, and then like past that, you see Cap, and past that, you see Patsy. So, and and I also I kind of like the the uh, the writing there too because uh, you know they they're talking pretty lightheartedly about what's going on and she's she's saying listen to them how could they joke at a time like this so it kind of gives you the civilian perspective on things and the person who's you know who who this is just normal everyday events for right. So they, they all head out the door, and then we join Ben and Phyllis Green in Jamaica, Queens, who are calling the police. I'm calling the cops, baby. Yeah, because there's missiles flying out of the building and blowing up in the air, I get, and waving like they just don't care. So they go into a storage area that just happens to have the cat costume in it, just laying nice and neat right on, uh, right out in the open. Now, the inking here is a little dark. Now, I understand it's supposed to be a dark room, but it's – it's. I'm, I'm not crazy about the details we get here. Like the uh, – even the first, the very first panel of them in there, you're supposed to have a, a wall of crates behind them. There's, like, no detail whatsoever. They're just all – it's just, you know, lines going up and – horizontal and, and vertical lines. Yeah. It doesn't look like it, – it, it almost looks like uh, – What's I can't listen, I can't think of the game. It looks like Tetris. Mm, yeah. And the same thing even in the next panel, you see two two fully realized crates, but then the rest of it is just you know mishmash of lines. It almost looks more like a file cabinet than than crates. Mm-hmm. Although I do like, and this is a, a, a Perez touch. I like the little light with the cage around it at the top of the third panel. Oh yeah. Although the next few panels, hmm, I don't like the inking until we get to the flashback. It gets a little better when we when we get the flashback yeah, from Iron Man. Again, the background detail looks to be lacking somewhat, uh, and the faces don't appear to be done with particular care. Right. So I'm I'm tending to agree with you. It's still. Like the George Perezness of it is still coming through, but I but don't it's think struggling. it's as good as it could be. It's fighting. Uh, like I'm just looking at like Patsy's hair on the very last panel on the page. Doesn't you know? It's it's lacking a lot of detail that he's just letting the colorist fill in for him. Yeah. Not too crazy about it, but uh, yeah, you know the the, the cat's costume is sitting there. 
and Cap says it seems to be the real goods. I guess it would be if it's in this asylum, but how did it get here? And Iron Man says Brandon Roxon probably bought it like they buy everything else. Mm. And then we get Iron Man giving a flashback of the cat. He says he never met her, but uh, you know he understands the rumors of how she got her powers. Basically, it was the costume that contained that had the powers to it. Uh, it's but the women who wore it turned against him when the purpose or the woman who wore it, wore it turned out turned against Donald Bain the uh, the guy who developed it. When his purposes turned out to be illegal, it was never proved. It was odd she earned, she established a good reputa- reputation before she disappeared after four or five times. Right, and and then it says what only the lucky readers of Giant Size Creatures Werewolf Number One know is that she was transformed into Tigra the Werewoman. Marv. So now, now it's interesting. I'm just looking that the the mask is not a soft mask. It's, you know, it's obviously like I almost got a helmet kind of quality mm-hmm. to it as Cap Cap is holding Miss Walker, and he hands it to her. Yeah, he asks her if she'd like to uh, wear the costume, and then we get another flashback. You want to cover this one? Ah, uh, yeah, we have the, uh, she's looking on, um, she's like doing her own flashback to herself, which... This is actually, you know, because I think we we talked about Patsy Walker before, right? This, yeah, how she had appeared in one of the right, uh, how she, the lighthearted comics right. of, I guess the, I, I think it was in the fifties. I don't think, it was yeah, I, I don't remember that. how much in detail we went that, but basically it's like a recap. Uh, she's re- recapping her life, but um, you know, this is probably things that were in comics at the time, but there's no footnotes given, um, and then. She's talking about she had a crush on Reed Richards, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> she's sleeping with a picture of him under a pillow. Mm-hmm. And she's dreaming of being a superhero with a, a, a skirt and, and a pee on her. On which kind of looks a lot like in DC's, like the Miss Marvel costume a little bit. Like the, you know. Oh, like yeah, Mary Marvel. Yeah, Mary Marvel. Sorry, that's what I meant. Not Miss Marvel. Uh, but then she was happy when Reed got married to Sue Storm and she went to the wedding. She made her way to the front and then, you know, that's, that's like, oh, see, Fantastic Four Annual number three. And then, um, then she gets married to Buzz Baxter. Uh, and then. In Patsy Walker number 123. Wow. I wonder what the, I want to see what the release date is on that. Okay. Keep going. Uh, but then after he came, he came back. Uh, you know, then it was tough to pay the bills, and and then he got a little abusive, well, or just blow up at her, and then he took a job with Roxon. No brand. I, I always think I always think of uh, not Roxon, Karate Kid. Every time we say Roxon, Roxon, I think Roxon, Roxon. Roxon. I almost did that joke earlier. <laughs> uh, Patsy Walker number one twenty three was cover dated October of nineteen sixty five. So Buzz then went to work for the Brand Corp. Um, went to work for the man. Working for the man, and that's where she met Hank McCoy. And then we're now we're catching up to Amazing Adventures, to where he transformed into the Beast, and she was um, there. Uh, when that happened, he actually 
you know, and he kind of spills the beans to her. Why, why did I mutate? Hank McCoy became a real beast. Uh, yeah, because he was delirious at the time. And then she's like, hmm. She's just listening. Hmm. And then she basically kind of blackmails him, like, yeah, I'll keep your secret, but I want you to make me a hero. I will be your hero, baby. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, this is all. <laughs> Most of this issue is flashbacks. or We've got a good couple pages here. So eventually um, we get caught back up, you know, to current time after um, this is after. Uh, Buzz uh, in Amazing Adventure 16 when Hank had disappeared and every and then but now we are back to current day. Uh, so she's like, yes, yes, she wants to be the cat. And then Cap's like, nope, nope, sorry, I've changed my mind. It was just an idea, not a very good one. It's too dangerous. Nope, nope, nope. Not ever happened to Bucky and and to Roscoe. No, no, I can't let another death be on my conscience. Which is which is something he probably should have thought before of he opened in the first mouth. place. Yeah. You would think that would be right, right, and you know, I, I don't know that that was written as well as it could have been because I think it should have been that that she asked for it and he said no, and then she convinced him. Yeah, and then she's you know she's like no no we need to get you know all, we need all the help we can get you know let me have have the outfit and then she starts to take her clothes off. And she's like, hey, turn your backs, will you? And then her dialogue. I know you think I'm just a silly female. So, I mean, it just shows you the times. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't have that now. But back then, you know, that was a more common way to present woman characters. Probably not very realistically, but certainly more common. Yes. And then the two of them are sitting there, like, mumbling to themselves. <laughs> With her behind them getting changed. Well, he's actually saying, uh, uh, you know, this is another fine mess you've gotten us into. <laughs> Little Oliver, uh, Laurel and Hardy there. <laughs> this is, wait, wait a minute, Avenger. As I recall, you thought of it first. How did he think of it first? I, uh, I don't remember him thinking of it going first. Going back... Uh, no. Oh, actually, actually, yes, no, it is in there because when uh, it's when they're talking about the costume. And oh yeah, he says, "Hey, Iron Man say, says, say Cap. Cap," and then I and then Captain America says, "I'm way ahead of you. I've been examining the costume, Miss Walker. Would you like to play the cat?" So it, Iron Man did kind of suggest it first. They did both come up with it, so they're both equally guilty of being stupid. Yeah, stupid. So she's changing into the outfit while they're, you know, I guess being, you know, whatever. And then she tells him, turn around and meet the Hellcat. The Hellcat. And we have a, we have a nice splash there of her in her costume kind of standing on a couple of crates, mm -hmm. you know, striking a dramatic pose. With her claws extended. She's not the sight they expect to see. The rumpled girl in the borrowed costume isn't there anymore. Crouched in her place, claws gleaming in the feeble lamplight, is a far more impressive form, a far more sinister form. Even Iron Man catches his breath. And then we cut to 1872. <laughs> yeah, what if, what if, uh, 
like a whiplash change. <laughs> yeah. So we have Two Gun Kid, Moon Dragon, Hawkeye, Thor, and a horse. A purple horse. <laughs> and they have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just looking at the... <laughs> the horse looks like he's like leaning in, like, what the f- what's going on here? <laughs> Right? Is it the way he looks? <laughs> well, who are you talking to? Yes. One of the people out no. there. <laughs> now on the on the second the panel, horse is breaking the fourth look, wall. Doesn't it look like two gun kids wearing one of those those big foam rubber cowboy hats that you could buy at like the carnival? <laughs> that hat is way too big. <laughs> the horse is I'm still laughing at the horse. Because the horse is looking right at the audience like, what the heck's going on here? I hope they're taking me to the future. <laughs> I don't want to be turned into glue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that horse just really got me. Because he's purple, for God's sakes, too. Yeah, it's weird. He's uh, Maybe he's uh, he's like the purple man or something. Or he's... Uh, yeah, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. <laughs> purple horse. So they're uh, they're getting ready to get into Kang's time sphere and go back to their present day. Two Gun Kid asks to come along with his purple horse, and uh, I'm sorry, this whole page is horrible. <laughs> you talking about the artwork, artwork is horrible. I mean, I don't know about the whole page, but there's a lot of bad things. I don't like. Well, the horse is bad. No. Uh, Two Gun Kid on the second panel is terrible. Yes. Uh, okay, the first panel is fine Thor, because Thor it's in the very distance. middle panel is bad. The Thor in the middle panel sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. And Thor in the bottom. And Thor panel in the bottom panel looks like somebody, like he put, like he had one of those gag binoculars and he put, or like a gag spyglass <laughs> and he put it up to one eye and he's got a black ring around his freaking eye. I mean, it's. I, yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, Hawkeye right. looks almost too good. and Haw- Hawkeye looks good on the whole page. But Thor... Moondragon looks okay on the whole page, but Two-Gun Kid and Thor don't look good. No. And then the last panel, Thor just looks... Yeah, he's definitely making derp, derp face. And so Hawkeye announces that he's leaving the Avengers again and that he can kind of be uh, Two-Gun Kid's personal teacher back in the current days. <sighs> With his purple horse. With his purple oh, horse. Oh, horse will match Hawkeye's outfit. And we get... That's it for the Old West for this issue. Yeah, that's it. One page. We get back, we get back to Brand Corporation, where uh, I guess uh, Vision was running reconnaissance and looking for where they could Going go. Reconnoiter. And, As, and he comes back and says, is that Ms. Walker? <laughs> Miss Walker, please. So she's not into women's lip. My first name ain't baby. It's Miss Walker. <laughs> Sorry. I'm doing Janet Jackson. Miss Walker, if you're nasty. Nasty. So they, they start uh, regrouping and planning their next escape attempt when they are confronted by the Squadron Supreme. And you can just hear, like, that, that sound effect when, effect when somebody throws, like, a big breaker. Stunk! What? The lights! Yeah. Yes, there is no sound effect on the page, but you can you can definitely hear the the, the switch being yeah. uh, tripped. Wait. I liked I liked the panel where they're all running at each other to, to start the battle, and I like the fact that uh, 
Hellcat is at the front. Mm-hmm. She's the, she's coming up the fastest. Yep, which you'd think they wouldn't have noticed them already there. <laughs> Dr. Spectrum's got a big glowing fist, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. So it's like, the battle is joined. Get it on! With no holds barred, the battle is joined. And then we cut back to you, Joe. I, I would have liked uh, that to have been a full page, though. Or maybe half page. Yeah, I, I would have, too. Yeah. I think that would, that's, you know, it's it's a pretty good panel. I don't know about logistically, because they're all confronting each other. Yes, the uh, wizard is up front, but only by, like, maybe half a step. Mm-hmm. You would think he'd be there on top of them before the other guys could even start running. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Golden Archer is drawing his bow, but you think he'd be letting that loose right away also. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But just the same, it's a good yeah. panel. I, I really like it. I think it could. It doesn't really need a background because that would just draw your eyes away from the characters, which is what you want to see here. Right. And then, uh, Mister Mister Jones, Mister Jones. Yeah, he's got a thing going on. <laughs> he's interrupted by Buzz. Saying that the police are here demanding entrance because of those missiles. Yeah, yeah, that didn't bite you in the ass. Oh, blast, not now. Not with that fight going on. There's only one thing to do. What did you do, sir? That, what was that, that, that burst of light down there? I did what was necessary, Colonel. And he's like so smug with himself. He's got his hands behind his head like I'm doing now, which nobody can see me. <laughs> Leaning back. <laughs> I did your job protecting corporate security. I got rid of the evidence, mister. And then we see uh, heroes, uh, Avengers and Squadron Supreme alike, uh, falling down a little hidey hole, uh, like a little vortex thing with huge with, with energy bolts. coming from Hugh Jones's face. It's kind of weird. And it says, "I sent them all back to the Squadron's world." Next, a battle royale crisis on other Earth. Ooh, was more. Was Marvel stealing DCs? Yeah, really. Oh, no question. <laughs> well, you you already have the surrogate Justice League. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. That's so. That's, yeah. Yes. But uh, you got to question the validity of his plan here. Okay, so you got rid of the Avengers and the Squadron Supreme. That's good because that's one problem because you don't want the authorities coming in and seeing them. I get that. But that still doesn't help you explain away the missiles that came from yeah. the complex. And yeah, I mean, what is... Uh, There's going to be a major, major investigation of your plant. <laughs> it's not going to be, oh, okay, oh, there's no superheroes or villains here? All right, that's okay. I mean, Come if on. anything, he could have used the heroes being there as a cover, saying, oh, hey... These animals, all right. I don't have no idea. Where they tripped from. the automated defenses before we could do anything. I don't know what happened, officer. Now, like, oh, no, we were just shooting off fireworks for no reason. Well, it is, you know, uh, we were celebrating. <laughs> well, see, now they're just like, what? they'll just put, you know, uh, here's a, yeah, here, let me donate to the, bene- uh, to the police benevolence fund. There you go. There you go. Nothing to see. Move along, move along. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. I mean, the way you, you get this explained away is somehow you have the government implicit or some people in the government implicit in it. Oh, yeah. Sweep it under the carpet. But that's not what they're doing here as far as I know. I think they did that later well, on. Well, on the other world. It, but not not in this. On the other world, if I remember correctly, isn't it like uh, 
one of the Rockefellers. Yes, Nelson, yes, Nelson J. Rockefeller. We'll get to that. Next I own a mansion, and he got again. Oh, sorry. It was Elmer J. Fudd. But you know, we we had a couple of things that we poked fun at in this issue, but you know, overall, I got to say, I really enjoyed this. Oh yeah, I still, no, still I like it a lot. For me, the biggest down thing was that the art wasn't as consistent. It wasn't as good. You know, maybe we're getting spoiled because, uh, well, I'm, I don't know. It seems like it took a little bit, tiny bit of a downturn this time. And I'm putting it on Mike Esposito. Yeah. I really am. I, I don't see any real problem that I can pick out with Perez's pencils. No. I mean, you know, the Thor face and that one pencil. Like, I would be curious better, to see. But, but I'm thinking that's the inking, too. I, I would be curious to see the original pencils for all of this. Yeah, so, so would I. The the one that one page I think the the worst page is that one that we kind of went off on with the uh, in the old west and it it almost looks like it has a different tone to it than the rest of it I'm wondering if somebody else touched it up well no I'm wondering if um was that like an afterthought were they like oh possibly, man we didn't possibly they like made oh man we didn't <laughs> we left them all back in back in the you know back in the old west oh shoot uh yeah we got to insert a page. Or, or it, it could even be, you know, working on the Marvel method, uh, that Perez drew the whole regular part of the story Somebody and then just else. drew this, you know, knowing all along he was going to do it, but waited till last to do this and then kind of maybe rushed through it a little. Mm. And by the time it got to Mike Esposito, maybe he rushed with it a little also. Yeah. And then you just put them in the order you want to put them in. You know what I mean? It didn't matter when he drew that page. It wasn't... It wasn't like okay, I got to make sure I'm getting my, uh, you know, my my storyline down here or my uh, my pacing because I know at some point we're going to go totally off of it and we're going to go to this other page, and Engelhardt can do that whenever he wants. Well, where they did put it though, I think is a good spot in the book in the story because mm-hmm. you've got the reveal of Hellcat and then bam. Which um, yeah, I agree. Uh, have you watched Alias season two? On Netflix? No. Oh, all right. Never mind. Never mind. <sighs> I do need to. Guess I won't say anything. And you mean Jessica Jones, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 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 My bad. Uh, yeah, because, um, well, yeah, I guess I can't talk about it. Nope. Darn it. I will watch it at some point. I just need to have, have the time to really binge it. Yeah. Along with Luke Cage. Which you could kind of guess what I'm saying. What I'm yeah, I think I can. Yeah, but I, but yeah, it's a very tiny, tiny, we're tiny not, part we're of the gonna, season that we're not we're not yeah. going to go any further with it because I, I don't I don't want any confirmation that I'm right. Or okay. Wrong. So anyway, you want to rate it? Uh, cover. I think I would give this cover an A if there was more in the background. So. I'm going to give it a B plus. Still though, if it if it had a little bit more detail in the background, other than, you know, Mister Happy Machine Face behind Iron Man, or as you said, the mustard and uh, ketchup dispensers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go B plus. It almost looks like a printed circuit behind. Yeah, yeah. So B plus interior. Art. Mm. It's tough. 
I want to give it an A, but again, I there's I mean there's enough there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of there's a couple weird ones that just kind of pull it down a little bit. And I think I'm going to be negative Nancy and again be B plus, which is still good, but just a little it's just a little off. Um, and the story, uh, you know, we had a few little things we were making fun of with physics and this and that, and um, and OSHA and catwalks without walkway, you know, ha- handles and everything. But uh, but hey, it's a comic book. Let it go. I'm going to give it an A. So B plus overall. I'm not too far off from you on this. Uh, I, I think you're spot on on the cover. I like the cover overall. Uh, I, it, it interested me when it came out. It still interests me. I don't like the background. On the other hand, I kind of wonder, like you had said earlier, if there was a detailed background, if it would kind of take your eyes away from the uh, characters, which is not what you want to do. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to say a, a very solid B on the cover. Could uh, it could have gotten into a territory but it's just not quite there the interior art i think the pencils are solid i'm going to put the uh the blame squarely on mike esposito because i think he took a couple of shortcuts here and there uh some of it i think is excellent the 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 page of the splash page of hellcat when they reveal her i think is excellent Mm -hmm. uh there's a couple other shots that are really really good on the other hand there's Thor's derp face. So I'm going to say it could have been an A, but it drops to a B because the inking is just not as good as it could have been. Uh, and story-wise, I really like the story. I, I think the things we made fun of really were more nitpicky than anything else. I don't think there was anything fundamentally wrong with the story. I'm going to say an A- minus on the story, and overall I'm going to give the book a B+. Oh, all right. Yeah, I just think if there had been, even if there was a difference in color on the background of the cover. And and yes, okay, if you want to be nitpicky, there is a difference in color because you have it goes from like dark green to a like a light green, almost a yellow at, at the bottom, but there's no definition of the things behind them, they're just lines. If there had been some other type of definition for these objects behind them, I think this would have for me it would have raised up the grade. Mm-hmm. I think you could have done the, the things, actually had the things behind them instead of just lines, and then maybe just kind of muted the color scheme a little bit to let the characters stand out. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's uh, that's what could have brought it from a B to an A, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so that's it for this issue. We got a couple of pieces of email. Whoops. Want to uh, go to those? Uh, you're already there. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I'm going to skip. There's three pieces. The first one I'm going to skip because it's a question directly for Scott. So I'm going to leave that until Scott is with us at some point, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. And I'll read the second one, which is titled West Coast Avengers. It's from Jack Bond. I don't know that we've heard from Jack before. If we have, I'm sorry that I didn't remember it. But if not, welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks for writing into us. It said, you've been mentioning this as a Western story. So I'd been wondering if, you, if you'd if you be covering the Squadron Supreme portion, which is the reason I collected the back issues. Glad to hear you are. By the way, George Perez himself homaged the cover to 141 in Avengers Volume 3, Number 6. Since the Golden Archer wasn't available to cram into the background, Perez substituted three other heroes. Jack, now I'm going to have to look to Avengers Volume 3, Number 6, which... Hopefully it won't take me too long to do. Uh, I want to say that would be the 
Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's uh, the July 1998 uh, cover, and it's it's a very different angle, uh, but it is yeah, it is kind of homaging it. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's okay. a much more busy cover than we had in 141, uh, but you know, very cool in its own way. Mm. And who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll cover this at some point. But uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't realize that until you just said it, Jack, or you just wrote it, Jack. But thanks for cluing us into that. That's kind of cool. Cool. Thank you. And thanks for writing in. Please write in again. We love hearing from people. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks. And we'll see you next week. I don't care. I don't care about embarrassing myself. I do that all the time. <laughs>